Are you as dumb as me? Probably not, because I'm the most smartest. That's why I decided, not them, me, to use Anchor.fm for our podcast. It's been the most easiest way for us to do our thing. You view. Also, it's free, and we've established that I'm broke, right? Oh, no? Well, I am. And I bet you are, too, if you're thinking about starting a podcast. <laughs> I bet you're so broke that you don't even have a custom-built home studio. With your broke ass. Doesn't matter, because Anchor FM works right off your phone or your computer. That's right. I know what you're thinking. Crazy Uber ramblings podcast that you've been rolling around in your head for a little while now. It's possible. Hey, guys, so where are we going today, guys? Hey, can we go to that place, uh, Pulaski, Tennessee, where the birthplace of, um... I, I, no, could you please exit my vehicle, sir? Thank you. And something amazing like that will be immediately put out everywhere. Not only the biggies, but places you don't even know exist. Breaker, Overcast, Radio Public, what the even are those? fuck is that? I don't know. <laughs> now, let's talk money. Mm. I know that gets your attention. You can make money with no minimum listenership, right? So let's think about Uncle Jimmy Ray. I love it. He loves it so much that crazy Uber ramplings, he starts paying a monthly subscription, and companies start paying you to talk about their shit. Now you're rolling in it. So are you the smartest and want to use a site that has all you need in one place? Then you should use Anchor.fm. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M. Come on, dummy. Do it. Hello and welcome to another episode of Friends, Facts, and Fiction. As always, this episode is made possible by our local convenience stores, the misappropriation of history, and you. And now to your hosts, Justin Hammonds, Grant Bramlett, and Drew Shelnut. What's up? What's happening, world? This is Season 2, Episode 1. Of a podcast called Friends, Facts, and Fiction. I'm Justin Hammonds, and I'm looking at my boy Drew Sheldon. What up? And my boy Grant Bramlett. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we're coming back at you with these hot facts out here. Um, today we're going to talk about everything aquatic, or most things aquatic, I guess. Right? Aquatic. Yeah, Drew, did you ever remember what you titled this one? <laughs> and he had a dope title, and it, uh, it kind of floated away in the ether one night. <laughs> yeah, it totally did. I know. It yeah, it floated away in ether or smoke. Yeah, sure. Whatever you want to call that. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, we're gonna talk about some sea gypsies, the uh, infamous and mysterious Atlantis, and the possibility that is it a real place? Ooh, was mm-hmm. it a real place? I don't know. <laughs> anyway, um, but yeah. <laughs> But yeah, we back, man. And, um, you know, thank for everybody that's uh, listening in. We got some people from Singapore, I believe, uh, listening now. Yeah. Um, France, Puerto Rico, Ireland, all the places around the world. We love all y'all. Yeah. Um, you know, thank y'all for tuning in. Um, and yeah, you know, we're going to do a little uh, news story, I think, real quick. Oh, yeah, something I, I did want to cover I thought was really pretty cool. 
I'm going to just be going off a Huffington Post article here. Uh, Gay men hijack Proud Boys hashtag and powerful social media campaign. (laughs) (laughs) Stand back, stand by. (laughs) (laughs) These these new version Proud Boys are standing by (laughs) B.I. Quiff one wag. (laughs) Oh my God, this is perfect. So yeah, gay men launched a savvy campaign over the weekend to appropriate the hashtag of the white supremacist Proud Boys with a tsunami of touching images and messages on social media. The love resistance movement sent Proud Boys zooming into the trending stratosphere. But the posts were riddled with disturbing images and hate-spewing messages by the group Donald Trump told to stand by after he was asked to condemn white supremacists at last week's presidential debate, if you want to call that a presidential debate. Right. God. terrible. Apparently, he finally renounced the Proud Boys days later after a huge backlash, which... That's probably him just... Yeah, he said, I don't, I don't even know I don't know who they are. Oh, right, I've never, right. I've never, yeah, heard, yeah. I've never heard of them. I've never heard of them. Yeah. Total denial. Like, what? Yeah. Bro, you, you, you're backpedaling way too hard, dog. Like, come on. Anyway. <laughs> that, that dude is a fucking joke. But instead, these Proud Boys Twitter posts were filled with photos of embraces and wedding scenes and expressions of love. In honor of the campaign, the official Twitter account of the Canadian Armed Forces in the U.S. posted an image of a service member kissing his partner with emojis of Canada's flag, the rainbow flag, and the rehabbed Proud Boys hashtag. Love is love, <laughs> piped up the Royal Canadian Navy. <laughs> That's so crazy, bro. Like, and it's just, ah, what, so awesome. what is this year, dog? Like, you know what I mean? Like, this shit has been such a fucking. It's not clear who launched the, uh, You're telling me, man. It's not clear who launched the movement, but Star Trek veteran George Takai appeared to be one of the first to pitch the idea on Thursday. My guy. Uh, Takai posted a photo Sunday with his husband of 12 years. We're proud of all of the gay folks who have stepped up to reclaim our pride in this campaign. Um, Bobby Burke, one of the hosts of the Netflix series uh, Queer Eye, tweeted, Look at these cute little proud boys. And <laughs> included a photo with his husband. <laughs> Retweet and make this hashtag about love, not hate. Oh. That's fucking awesome. <laughs> now, they really should have thought about that uh, that uh, slogan there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Should have bought proud boys. Especially the, the proud part. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, Enrique uh, Terrio, the leader of the hater Proud Boys, claimed that he found the movement hysterical. He told CNN, this isn't something that's offensive to us. We don't care who people sleep with. People think it's going to bother us. It doesn't. But he, So he obviously appeared to miss the point of replacing the group's message of hate with love. If it's successful, it's not Tarot's gang that people will think of when they hear the name. Instead, they'll envision rainbow flags and make it out. Yep. <laughs> it also turned out that Terrio and his boys weren't so cool with the love resistance after all. He griped on Parler uh, that his group has been uh, banned from Twitter since 2008, so he has to use a social media platform called Parler. That, uh, what the fuck is that? I don't know. That the left <laughs> was trying to turn the Proud Boys' name into a slur, Forbes mm. reported. Other, follow- other followers were apoplectic. Mm. A slur, you say? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like Karen? <laughs> that's a slur right yeah yeah <laughs> that's hateful uh, speech right there right? <laughs> anyway that's a dope ass story um yeah <laughs> way to flip that on his head shouts out to all my proud boys out there <laughs> straight up yeah seriously uh, oh, that's fantastic that's fucking great well um we're gonna keep this thing rolling and going um we got a s-o-d Song of the day O-W. of the week. 
yeah. song of the day of the week of the of the crack of the beer. Hey, that got a little rowdy. Hold on, that did get a little rowdy. Well, it is called slap. What slap? Slap fight. Slap fight. Atlanta, Georgia, which we'll talk about Atlanta soon. Anyway, song of the day by it's it's gonna be Little People is the artist, and the song is called Start Shooting. Start shooting. He told me it's a song almost specifically for me. Let's find out why. Super for a second. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I really dig that track, man. Um, so there's no, there's no lyrics. It's just like a straight up no, vibe. It's just a vibe, man. Yeah. I was just feeling it. You know? right. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't feel like I, I needed to, you know, think about some lyrics. Uh, I don't well, have well, to I mean, worry about what they're always talking about. Yeah, you don't you know? have to worry and about. It, <laughs> and then Greg you can, can just <laughs> listen to the drum track and not even worry about. Well, yeah, somebody you saying can, something. You can, you know, uh, that's uh, the beautiful <laughs> thing about music without lyrics is um, you can interpret it how you will regardless of what situation you're in or who you are. For sure. The yeah, lyrics yeah. don't matter. I love and that upright bass part. Yeah, I do too. Super dope. I actually dope haven't noticed it. Boy. I've never noticed it that pronounced because I've never listened to it through headphones. <laughs> <laughs> I've only yeah, listened to it through sexy. my phone at work. Right, right. Uh, for the past umpteen years. But yeah, 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 yeah. It's really dope. Super dope stuff, man. Good vibes. And um, yeah, check that out. Little people. Yeah, little people. If you, if you don't know them. Bang, bang. Get your vibes right out here. Mm-hmm. All right, so we're going to slide into these high facts about um, these sea gypsies, as Ooh, we call them. Sea gypsies. Oh, Drew found this cool-ass story about... Yeah, I did. I was... Uh, some dope-ass people. I was watching, I think it was through Prime, the Down the Prime Rabbit Hole. Um <laughs> Which I I feel like I've watched almost every geographical documentary that they have to provide at this point. Yeah, um, that's worth the shit because there's there's some yeah there's, there's some, some doo ones out off there off key yeah. joints yeah. and they're like bro who paid y'all to work a camera mm-hmm. right this shit is awful <laughs> but I found one um, called the vanishing I think it's the vanishing world of the sea gypsies or the vanishing kingdom of uh, something like that check it out it's on Prime. Um, but it opted me to do this subject, um, right. which is the sea gypsies. Um, yeah. <laughs> Tell us about them, Drew. I won't. I'm just gonna keep. I'm, I'm just gonna keep. I'm just gonna keep doing. Like, keep teasing. This is, uh, keep just, yeah. So, so uh, I think they're the sea gypsies. And, uh, yeah. The, uh, the, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, this plays along with our aquatic theme today. Um, mm-hmm. The Moken is what they call themselves. Uh, they're spread from Thailand to Myanmar and nice. traditionally live directly on the water in Kabangs, their own invented boat. It's uh, shaped like what they're, it's essentially a fish, the way they the have it set up. The boat, they have it set up. Like it cool. has 
fins. It has even an oh, anus sure. to it. Um, mm. It has a mm. mouth. Um, they even refer to back before they were more landlocked. They referred to each other as like, "Oh, your fish is about to attack my fish." Oh, Interesting. Something. Yeah, kind of a deal. I don't know. Uh, but it one. What's the purpose of the anus? And uh, I don't, I two, don't. is it it's important a- enough to list that second? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, yeah. it's, it actually should have been important enough for me to list it first. <laughs> <laughs> We're definitely weird enough for you to say that first, for sure. Uh, yeah. That's <laughs> why the trawler motor hangs out now. <laughs> has it something with the buoyancy of the boat, maybe? Yeah, I don't something, know. Something, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not, I only watched a documentary and read up a little bit. Or is that a little I, joke, you know? Like, like, it might be. Hey. Uh, the anus. <laughs> I mean, that'd be pretty great if it had that kind of sense of humor about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway, this, uh, the coastline that they live along is called the and uh, uh, is on the coast of the Andaman Sea, uh, which, like I said, is from Thailand to Myanmar. So it's in an area where there's about 800 little bitty islands. Oh, I got you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll get there. Uh, but there's a lot of debate about the history of these people due to the fact that their history is passed down orally instead of recorded, mm. um, and due to the Austronesian language, uh, many scholars believe they originated in southern China. Um, as agriculturalists um, around five to 6,000 years ago. Jesus. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. yeah, right? That is wild. Um, most theories deal with them being um, forced south due to the rising sea levels, which is where I brought up the 800 islands. Yeah, um, Apparently those weren't there before, you know, but that's where they just kind of bounced around. Of course. Um, they, uh, they now inhabit these 800 islands. That's, that's all them. Mm-hmm. Um which is pretty cool, and most of these places have been uh, deemed natural sanctuaries. Uh, sanctuaries now that they can't be fucked with, but other things have fucked with them, and I'll get to that as well. Uh, they're definitely green. They use minimally invasive tools such as spears, nets, and uh, rope uh, to live their lives, and not much else. And they never overcultivate an so area. So is it like a, like a coating of algae on the skin that eh. causes the green color <laughs> of the peoples? Yeah. Um, <laughs> And I guess really it, it could be, I think actually it could be at this They're point. definitely um, green. <laughs> they, 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 they could, it could be the ocean pollution at this point. Uh, Who yeah, knows? Maybe yeah. so. Because yeah. in that area, especially, you know, their shit's getting they, fucked. They're in the water, my guy. Yeah, they're green, man. <laughs> <laughs> Ass. I got him. Anyway, uh, like I said, they never over-cultivate an area. Um Meaning once they get to, like, a, they've plowed and tilled and done everything that they need to do and gotten a couple grow seasons out of the land, they don't want to, you know, yeah. over, you know, turn yeah. it. Uh, you, and they move, rotate. because there's over 800 islands. Yeah, you rotate. You know they saying? can just move around. Yeah. Um, they live in uh, family groups between two and, fi- uh, two and ten families mm. on these little islands uh, where they move to the, you know, different locations, like I said, where they need land to rest uh, they're technically considered hunter-gatherers because of their lack of tools and nomadic lifestyle. Yeah, of course. Um, they also believe everyone has ownership of all natural resources and they cannot be owned by any individual, which is mm. pretty dope. Nice. Mm-hmm. Um, essentially, you know, everyone should have... Yeah, every, everyone is, uh, you know, given this world. We and all have, you know, rights as a human, right? Yeah, yeah. Not just political bullshit. Um, unfortunately, their nomadic ways, um, in their nomadic ways, uh, they're being left behind in the struggle, struggle for fishing and stuff. Hence the, uh, green skin. 
Oh, yeah, right. with a pollution. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. The green skin, Jesus. Uh, to try to keep up, they are having to send their children to schools, you know, invest in technology uh, and uh, technological advances like the troller motor, like I said, that hangs out of the anus of that fish. <laughs> um, and trade and barter with local fishermen and tourists. Hmm. Uh, this sucks. So the way of life is getting flipped on its there, head. It's, right it's now. getting turned over because. Yeah. Because pollution and overpopulation and people yeah. not giving a fuck about their lifestyle. Right, basically. and they're being forced by uh, local and worldwide governments to have to bring their children to a literacy point by yeah. a certain time. I think it was by 2015, honestly, because this was this this was a little older of a documentary, but it was super insightful. Yeah, but I mean, if they've been getting by for five thousand years, uh, way way yeah, leave them yeah. be. It's crazy. You bro. know what I mean? Yeah, name another. It's like that. Um, there's still there's still yeah. like a native tribe somewhere in the, um, I want to say Caribbean or somewhere. It's where, like they don't allow any outside people in. Mm-hmm. Like they attack anybody that comes ashore. Like hell yeah, they throw spears at helicopters and shit, bro. Like there's still just nobody knows about them. motherfuckers. That's cool. I forget the name of them. But maybe we'll cover them later this season. I, Who knows? That sounds cool. Yeah. Um, the un- the unusual interaction with like tourists and fishermen and stuff like that also has started killing them off. Not just flipped them on their heads, but it started yeah. killing them off because of uh, cholera and smallpox. Oh, yeah. Right, right. People yeah. with diseases. Yeah, right. No, we live it naturally. Get there again. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> although they have a pretty good way of dealing with these things, um, at least for nomadic peoples. Uh, they essentially quarantine the infected people and the healthy people move to a new region. Quarantine. That's, yeah. <laughs> the anyway. style of distancing from danger is also used in their conflicts. Say if a, uh, if a person or a group has a qualm, one of the families will just move to another group within their indigenous groups along the islands. Sometimes after time has passed, the two can come, you know, can get along. They'll move yeah. back to, mm-hmm. you know. They'll let bygones be bygones. But that's not always the case, you know. Of course not. People, but, people I mean, be like, people. At least they have, like, the wherewithal to say, I don't like you. Yeah. I'm going to go over here yeah, for a right. while. No, I'm not just, not I'm just going to sit in this fucking anger and despair. Right. I'm just like, I'm just going to go over here, bro. Yeah. Like, we cool. Yeah. Just be cool. You stay here. Instead you, I'm just yeah. not going to talk yeah. to you anymore. Yeah. 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 No. <laughs> Goodbye. Yeah. Hashtag cut off. Yeah. I'll just cut you off. Yeah. But my favorite thing about these guys is their underwater abilities. Yeah, here we go. Here's the this is This is the stuff that you're actually going to, oh, okay. He's just talking about some random shit now um (laughs) (laughs) this is the this is the cool shit other than the fact that they're in their cars like get to the fucking get to the drill come on (laughs) yeah anyway they have twice the underwater vision than normal humans and can hold their breath for five fucking minutes that's what you said you said underwater vision underwater vision oh my god their corneas and retinas are not curved at the angle that ours are to where they can see underwater twice as well as we can. What? So, so this so is essentially like, you're putting on goggles. Yeah, that's crazy. So Stan Lee wasn't playing when he was talking about Aquaman, right? So like, <laughs> this shit's real out here, kids. <laughs> yeah. And they use like... Oh, was that cra- Stan Lee? Wait, wait Aquaman's uh, DC, isn't he? Aquaman is DC. Ooh, sorry. Uh-oh. Sorry. Mm-hmm. My mistake. <laughs> Podcast over. <laughs> Those emails are going to be thick. Jason right. Momoa is so hot, though. <laughs> anyway, oh my God. they they use uh, crazy anchors uh, um, to pull themselves down, like just like rocks with on the rope or whatever. To and they go well, down a rock thirty around their waist and jump. Just sink. They dive down with the rock, then wrap it around, or just hold it and sink. And for thirty meters, 
30 meters. 30 meters five for five minutes. Yes. Down there. And they, they essentially, out. so <laughs> watching this documentary, they're walking along the sea floor Dragging with these the spears. And a spear. And a spear in one hand, rock in the other hand, and just like gliding as if they're on the fucking moon, you know. <laughs> That's and then they're just crazy. like, <laughs> grab That's something crazy. out of the water like it's out of the air. That's crazy, and then just bro. Right back to the top. It's that's awesome. Crazy. I had to look it up to make sure because I'm never good at the conversions, but that's almost 100 feet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Down? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm really bad at that shit, so yeah. I, I always have to look 30 <laughs> meters. Yeah. Hey, those are live hot facts right there, gentlemen, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, right? <laughs> live, fresh off the press. But yeah, that's it's uh, amazing. Yeah, uh, that's, I mean, that's nuts, bro. Mm-hmm. Underwater vision, five minutes underwater, 30 meters, almost 100 feet, mm-hmm. and they're just down there just... Fishing, just and they're spearing yeah, and fish. They're hunters. That's fucking. And the nuts. prayer that they say before they jump off of the boat every time um, is, I, I don't quote me on this, but it's to it's. Um, don't quote me. I ain't say shit. <laughs> it's um, it's a prayer to keep. I won't. I won't, I won't even try to attempt it. Honestly, I'll just tell you what it is. It's a prayer to keep sharks away. Oh, it's essentially like you know we don't want any trouble, but we don't want to see you. Right. Yeah. But huh. they're literally like worshiping the 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 sea, basically. They are. Like they are the fucking the, Aquaman, bro. The, like the fucking uh, shit. Why did I not put this in my notes? Is I, this Atlantis? The, right. What are we talking? <laughs> they're um, <laughs> the name the Moken actually means people of the sea, mm-hmm. which is interesting too. Um, unfortunately, uh, yeah. to get around to some different stuff on this. Uh, the Thai government is causing quite a bit of issues uh, with their traditional way of life, as as well as you know, just interacting with you know diseases. Uh, they're they being be fo- studied and glorified, but yeah. of course, that's yeah. not how that happens. When that that cool area awesome. should be fucking isolated. Yeah, they should be just let them do their thing. Mm-hmm. They're amazing people. Let them do their thing. Bro. So they're being forced out of certain areas, uh, specific areas that the Thai government wants, and um, their fishing grounds are being poached by commercial fisheries. Mm. Um, one of the one of the leaders of their tribe that I was watching said, "You know, it's hard for us sometimes to get two or three fish on a day. That's and you're underwater that far, and you can barely get fish. That's they can crazy. barely even with their nets that's that crazy. they're fishing with because of yeah. the commercial fisheries that are coming through. And number one, the oil and the the, the waste that they have, right? Yeah, yeah. Combined with they're just wiping out the population of the indigenous fish. Hey man, what they need to do is get some southern fishermen over here in Thailand, mm. teach them about some lures and and some uh, some night crawlers, <laughs> <laughs> and they'll attract all the fish. But I got an uncle uh. that's a fucking expert fisherman, my guy. Mm. Like, just send him over there real quick. Hey, they put a lure on there, homie. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? Here's this reel. I really thought you were going Forrest Gump with that at first. <laughs> I, I was kind of, but then I curved it. Mm. I mean, Grant. I mean, Drew has the the, the country. Oh yeah, I can't. I can't. Really yeah, no, that's all good. You did. You did a good job. You I have tried. done well. <laughs> um. <laughs> their children you know like i said before being f- forced into schools them being forced into these schools is essentially causing the gentrification of their people mm-hmm. yeah well you you're skewing the the because the, the knowledge is oral you say right mm-hmm. so w- once you XA the kids from growing up right. every day with that oral instruction and mm-hmm. being, their mind clouded with this other shit. Like, of yeah, course. they've they've survived thousands of years without help from any outsiders. Of course, they're by their way of passing knowledge, yeah. orally and mm-hmm. genetically. Yeah. So, like, when you when you excerpt somebody from that and then try to put them back in it, it's crazy. It's like, um, 
you know, we talked about with uh, with slaves, like, leaving and going to fight in the war and then come back and it's like, I don't even know, like, this life anymore. I'm mm-hmm. not, I can't even adjust to this again. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, right. yeah, it fucks your mind up. Well, anyway. yeah, and, and the reason, like, and the reason why they're doing, you know, passing it down is because they have a, they had a feeling that doing this instead of keeping record would, you know, provide a gen, like I said, a genetic sense of the world and their beliefs instead of it being doctrinated, mm-hmm. you know, um, that's crazy, man. they felt like they were, you know, that's why they're called sea gypsies as, as well, because they are the sea as the sea is you know, them is what yeah. they believe, you know, mm-hmm. that kind of a deal. Um, Fucking Aquaman. But the thing with the genetic, the, the genetic sense, exactly. Yeah. Except for he was Hawaiian in the movie. Anyway, um, <laughs> whatever. Um, <laughs> God damn. It. Keep throwing this shit at me. Curveballs, oh, Justin. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta keep uh, on your toes, Blair. Yeah. Keep on your toes. My toes are my toes are numb right now. Um, okay, so these guys survived. Like I was talking about the genetic sense of everything. They survived the. Um, 2004 Indian Ocean earthquake and tsunami without wow. without technological warning because of their genetic connection with the ocean is what they That's said. Crazy. Uh, one of the elder, elder tribesmen was asked how and why they left the day before the tsunami hit, and he answered, the birds, fish, and ocean told us. That's crazy. Dope. Once you and, connect it like that, man. And, and, and also, you know, it's, it's not just that one group to bring this out to a, a more broad spectrum every indigenous coastal society or or a group or tribe or village or whatever has this innate sense of things that we have lost. Hey guys, it's Drew Shellnut with Friends, Facts, and Fiction. I'm here with my two other co-hosts, Grant Bramlett and Justin Hammonds. Hey, hey, hey. We are here to inform you on our podcast platform, Anchor.fm. Number one, it's very easy to use because it's free. Also, if you're trying to create your own podcast, they have creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor also will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google, and many more. You can make money from your podcast as well with minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Anchor.fm Because mm-hmm. they're connected more, bro. Exactly. All these distractions, dog. There's three computers in this fucking room right now. Yep. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, they're, they're connected to the earth, bro. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, like hearing or feeling uh, wild animals from miles away just because mm-hmm. the earth is moving a little bit or a certain sound is coming in the ear. I mean, like, that type of shit is real. Bro. Or your eyeballs aren't curved. Yeah. You can at see. A certain you can see degree. underwater. For yeah, fucking that's a so mile. Cool. Like, what the fuck? That's fucking crazy, bro. Yeah. That's nuts. Like, yes. <laughs> damn. Okay. This they is... should put some of these people in the Olympics. Dog. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm telling you, bro. I need to get my uncle out there, man. And, hey, <laughs> get this lure. Mm-hmm. Anyway. <laughs> uh, well, that brings up a nice little place that we all know of. Or, or at least heard of the story of Atlantis. And if not, I'll, uh, I'll give you a nice little rundown on what Atlantis is. Um, it was first documented by the great ancient Greek philosopher Plato. And we all know Plato, correct? Mm-hmm, the great mm-hmm, philosopher. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of his books um, is actually like the beginning of like science fiction and shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Plato. Yeah, Plato. <laughs> not... Uh, 
Not the uh, Nabisco. What's, what's that? What's the company that make that? Fisher Fisher Price? Yeah, it is Fisher, Fisher Price. Price yeah. <laughs> it is Fisher Price. Not, not Plato. Plato. Hmm. Okay. Oh. Plateau, if you will, hmm. as, as, as it looks. Plateau. Plateau. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he is uh, a great philosopher. He uh, was the first, uh, created the first institution of higher learning in the Western world. So a lot of people believe him at anything he says. And they take mm-hmm. everything uh, that he philosophizes as very serious shit. Um, and then on the other hand, you have people that think the land of Atlantis he wrote about was just like an allegory of the world around him because mm-hmm. you know, Atlantis is about these great people that do great things, but then greed takes them over. Type right, shit. So right. Like that's what he was seeing in yeah. the fucking Greek, ancient Greek world, basically around him. Sure. But no matter which way you believe the myth and legend of legend of Atlantis, it's still very alive to this day. So the story goes: Poseidon, the god of the ocean, had children with a mortal woman named. Clayto. Anybody? Uh, Clayto. Maybe, maybe this is a sexual mm. fantasy of Clayto. <laughs> oh, it rhymes. Because it's Clayto. Yeah, and Plato. Yeah. Anyway, all right. Mm. Slide up out of there. <laughs> <laughs> and he had many children. Five pairs of twin sons. Well, well that's specific. Mm-hmm. It's right. unlikely. But mean, okay. Like, okay, I mean, anyway, so <laughs> this mysterious Venetian slash uh, Technoctitlan Mm. Style Island was split into 10 parts. And when mm. I say Venetian in Technochitlan, mm-hmm. it's um, like a lot of river paths for boats and then like a lot of floating gardens and crazy irrigation. And they had like a mountain in the t- in the center mm-hmm. with like buildings around it and all this technological shit going on. Wasn't it like a series of like concentric circles? Yeah. Like kind of yeah. Like and it was one way, one way like in. Outward. It was yeah. one way in yeah, one yeah. way out, basically. Right. Uh, it's like a very, very fancy cul-de-sac in, yeah, in the <laughs> on, on, on water. <laughs> yeah. yeah, very massive uh. cul-de-sac in, in water. You can quote us on that. Atlantis <laughs> is a very fancy water cul-de-sac. <laughs> uh-huh. I right, mean, we come with these, with these hot facts, bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So he chose uh, one one son, his firstborn, named Atlas, received the biggest portion of the island. Therefore, the kingdom was named after him. Atlantis, because ah. his name is Atlas. Yeah, so crazy. And the ocean, the Atlantic. Huh. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, see these hot facts? Ooh. Yeah, we're talking about real history. The <laughs> other sons were dubbed princes and were given land and reign over the great Atlantis army. Because, I mean, these were children of gods. They have the blood of gods running through their veins. Mm-hmm. Very powerful army. Yeah. Real Hercules quick, type. Uh, did Atlas have a twin son and just totally got the shit into the bargain here? <laughs> he had five <laughs> pairs of twin sons, so the firstborn was Atla- uh, Atlas, yeah. and then it's like, and then the other guy. Yeah, then, don't worry about then that. The other, then the yeah, other, then the other. There's like, like yeah, yeah. Skip the all, middle bits. All leftists over there. <laughs> hey, like, hey, man. I mean, P- P- Poseidon was very. P- specific dude, you know what I'm saying? Like he was like, "You're a Tea Party yeah. Republican." Yeah, he's, he's I the, don't know. the first son out. Right, right. Was was the king, and then his, his, his and brother then the didn't matter. One, yeah, his, yeah, his brother, <laughs> the other one, and then the other four globe or twins, something, Atlas like, and globe, or yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Atlas man. and old roundhead. Don't worry yeah, about him. Yeah, yeah. yeah, old bumpy knot. <laughs> Maybe that was the thing. Like every pair of of twin sons was like one was dope and one was like, "What the fuck was that?" It's, it's two try. Yes, master. This is a god having kids with a mortal woman. So I mean, maybe one's godlike and one's like very mortal. Like right, right. You know what I'm saying? Maybe so. 
Yeah. <laughs> we're building on top of conspiracies here now, guys. We're, we're digging holes. All right. Uh. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, my God. The other sons were dubbed princes, like I say, and they were given reigns over the great army of Atlantis. Um, and it said that the vegetation was so rich in these Atlantean gardens that they could grow anything in the world, even some fruits and vegetables, cease to exist to this day because of their demise. Aw. I'm going to try one of those. Right? Yeah. Think about the fruits and veggies that they were making in yeah. Atlantis, bro. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Mm. Yeah. I can't because... Anyway. Because we don't know. Uh, <laughs> Some say the animals that lived on the island uh, were like no other on the planet, and they only lived on the island of Atlantis. So some mm. some animals uh, are extinct because of the fall of Atlantis as well. Um, and the island was home to many precious metals and minerals, the best in the world. So the wealth on this island cannot be matched to any other human activity in history. Huh. Tall temples and palaces line the mountain in the center of the island, surrounded by other islands and many water passageways. Many think that this was a epicenter for trade and a respite from travel for the more well-off people of the time. But no one ever messed with Atlantis, ever. I mean, they, they had the power of God in their army, mm-hmm. and it was strategically placed islands so no one would dare challenge the the atlantis people Mm -hmm. not to mention they had the most advanced technology of the time a bustling city thrived on the island with the riverways for easy transport of goods throughout the kingdom and bridges built up by stone with engravings of god upon the walls lining the kingdom oh snap (laughs) like picture this Oh, I am. The walls uh-huh. on the interior temples and palaces were said to be coated in gold and the ceilings made of ivory, marble, and granite. Some heavy shit. With yeah, everything really. so perfect <laughs> and everything in abundance, of course, a downfall is inevitable. The bloodline of the gods begin to fade after every generation, you know, because you, know, you have more kids, the bloodline gets thinner and thinner with the mm-hmm. blood of the gods. Mm-hmm. And the greed of mortal man caused turmoil on the island. The royal family begins cracking at the seams and the people of the kingdom become aware of the weakness in their rulers. All while this downfall is happening, a terrible earthquake would end this supposed Garden of Eden. Some people think that Atlantis is like the Garden of Eden. Right. Because they could grow all these crazy fruits and all this shit. Like, yeah. It's deep, bro. It's deep. <laughs> <laughs> so, some say it was a great flood. Hence, you know, Garden of Eden, Great Flood, mm-hmm. biblical mm-hmm. shit. Um, but Plato himself said the end of Atlantis came by way of a great earthquake that left the island underwater and began the legend of Atlantis. Where was the island? Did anyone survive? Or was the kingdom even real? Ooh. Now, some say this place actually existed, but the location is still a mystery. It could be off the coast of the Bahamas, a lost piece of Antarctica, somewhere in the Mediterranean, and some even say off the coast of Africa. But the only place that makes sense to me is the Minoan Kingdom, which came to power and disappeared very quickly. It was located on what we now call Crete, an island in Greece. The kingdom goes back as far as 3500 BC and was the precursor for the Greek Empire. And historians say they suffered from violent volcanic eruptions, which brought the kingdom to an end, similar to like Pompeii, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe the homie Plato was just exaggerating the story of Crete. 
But then again, it's still a mystery. Nowadays, you have all types of theories and conspiracies around the idea of Atlantis. Um, You know, one thing I know, Aquaman ain't real, Mm -mm -mm. but maybe the remnants of Atlantis could be out there somewhere. Just a thought. Just a thought. But I seen him on the TV. (laughs) And some say, um, funny Funny, uh, funny little side conspiracy to Atlantis. Some people think that the survivors of Atlantis uh, ended up in Atlanta, Georgia. Hence the name, right? Yeah, Atlanta. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I mean, yeah, in the airport makes sense. I mean, about it, cause, you know, like you know, boats, planes are the same thing. You know? Atlanta. <laughs> Shouts out to my people in Atlanta, man. Y'all might be the last survivors of Atlantis with the blood of Poseidon running through your veins. Man. It makes me think about that that Futurama episode where they go visit Atlanta after it's um, sunk into the ocean. Mm -hmm. Remember that? Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's a great episode. It's big facts out here, man. Bunch of southern mermaids. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. That's, uh, but anyway, that's Atlantis. And, um, you know, just a quick little origin story on that and a reality check. Mm-hmm. But maybe, possibly, maybe, maybe it exists. Maybe, <laughs> maybe there's some remnants of it somewhere. Maybe, 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 I don't, I don't know. <laughs> One of the places that it could be is a, a little place called Heraklion. That's mm. an ancient Egyptian city. And it was once a bustling trading port. Now it lies huh. 148 feet under the Mediterranean Sea. Huh. Oh. So Heraklion was yeah, mentioned maybe by... Maybe the Mohicans were actually originated there. Yeah, maybe. Drew talked about. See what I'm saying? This is all connected, uh, people. Yeah. You see what we did there? We connected it all. <laughs> the Mohican. <laughs> so, uh, Mohicans. So, Mohican, yeah, Mohican, my fault. Mohican. No, the Mohican. <laughs> the Mohican. Yeah. Mohican, yeah. <laughs> So, all right, hot facts, let's go. Plato didn't talk about uh, this city, but uh, Herodotus, uh, Strabo, and uh, Diorodorus all talked about it. Hey, did you say where is his name? Diorodorus. We're talking about uh, old Greek dudes. Uh, They got weird names. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Really good beards, though. Mm, Great beards. Solid beards. Great beards. Side fact, Diodorus uh, was the inventor of Diodorant. What you forgot to put on today? I did shut deodorant. your mouth. You shut your dirty, dirty, dirty De- mouth. Deodorant. All right. Deodorant. Uh, if you get that joke, we love you. Anyway, let's go. So the city was said by uh, Herodotus to have been visited by Paris and Helen of Troy before the Trojan War began. Oh, Helen of Troy was hot. So. Uh-huh. They, they sought refugee uh, there on their flight from the jealous Melanius, but were rebuffed by Thonus, the watchman at the entrance of the Nile. Alternatively, it was believed that Menelaus and Helen had stayed there, accommodated by the noble Egyptian Thon and his wife, Polydamina, or whatever. The 2nd century B.C. <laughs> Greek poet Nicander wrote that Menelaus's helmsman, Canopus, was bitten by a viper on the sands of Thonus. According to Herodotus, the great temple was built at the spot where Hercules first arrived in Egypt. The story of Hercules' visit resulted in the Greeks calling the city by the Greek name Heraklion, rather than its original Egyptian name, Thonus. Oh, look at that. Yeah. 
And it's interesting because Atlantis is um, the the last thing after the Hercules built in the Mediterranean. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying it's all yep. connected. Uh, in 19- I'm glad you got this section because, like, I cannot pronounce half them damn names you be, you saying. I'm doing now, a terrible like- job. I'm sure. Of it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, uh, in 1933, an RAF commander flying over Abu Kir Bay saw ruins under the water, but nobody cared. Because um, at the time, most historians believe that Thonis and Heracleion were two separate cities, both located on what's now the Egyptian mainland. Hmm. Uh, the ruins submerged in the sea were located and explored by the French underwater archaeologist, which, kind of cool thing about this dude, he was originally a mathematician and a, statis- a statistician with a passion for archaeology. Oh, wow. Yes. Yeah. Nice. Uh, dude's name was um, uh, Frank Rubio. And or, I'm sorry, Gaudio. And in 1999, he heard of this story by chance of way, way back forever ago. Somebody thought he saw some stuff when he was flying over. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's from 33 to 99. Yeah. That shit was just chilling. And so yeah. uh, he decided on a chance to see if there's any validity to this or whatever. Yeah. Five-year search finally finds it, right? Um Numerous finds from this site have indicated that the city's period of major activity ran from the 6th to the 4th uh, century B.C., with finds of pottery and corns uh, appearing to stop at the end of the 2nd century B.C. Gadios finds have also included uh, incomplete statues of the god uh, Serapis and Queen Arisino II. No more than 5% of the city's area has been explored by the archaeologists yet. So Damn. think about, you mentioned, you know, a, a earthquake or a volcano covering in yeah. ash. Yeah, or, yeah. Or like whatever. Pompeii type vibe. Uh, like a Pompeii sort of a thing. Yeah. So it's, it's at the bottom of the Mediterranean Sea, and then there's just layers and layers and layers of silt and sand and dirt oh. once you get down there. So they have to dive down there. And then like and then dig sweep it out. away and yeah, take yeah. it up and everything. You yeah, know? that's so, crazy. Yeah, that's intense, bro. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it's like camping. <laughs> <laughs> it's intense. <laughs> <laughs> at least one uh, bad joke every episode. At least one. So <laughs> uh, around 2010, a barris, which is a type of ancient Nile riverboat, was excavated from the waters around Heraklion. Its design was found to be. Very, very consistent with a description written by Herodotus in 450 BC. In July of 2019, a small Greek temple, ancient granite columns, treasure-carrying ships, and bronze coins from the reign of Ptolemy II, dating back to the 3rd and 4th centuries BC, were found as well. They they found Hmm. a temple and some ships, bruh? Yeah. The fuck? Yeah. Yeah, this is Atlantis, bro. (laughs) <laughs> this is like honestly one of the bigger discoveries since like uh, they found King Tut's tomb. Yeah, you know wow. what I mean. Yeah, of like this is incredibly. Which, which everything started to take a little turn once they found old King Tut's tomb. Huh? Everything kind of got us to here. Now, huh? Actually, I was I, I saw a comment on one of these little documentaries that I've been watching about this, and someone was like. You guys can't learn. I mean, you're gonna just gonna drag that out of the bottom yeah. of the sea yeah. too. Like yeah, yeah. you don't remember it's like gonna, what's going. Yeah. <laughs> you're, gonna, you're gonna dig up all this old fucking human <laughs> curse shit. Like cool. That's what's up. Hashtag quarantine. Anyway, he also uh, uncovered the uh, the city's main temple underwater off of Egypt's north coast. And earlier this year, Egyptian and European researchers announced the discovery of a collection of treasures in the city under Abu Kir Bay. Alexandria. 
The new confi- findings considered to be the most important since the discovery of the city around 20 years ago. That's the ships and uh, mm-hmm. temples and everything yeah, that yeah. I was just talking Shit's about. That's fucking yeah. crazy, bro. Um, they found a whole ship with treasure still in it. Like, mm-hmm. That's obvious that was an immediate like sink. It wasn't like a, you yeah. know, by chance. That should happen immediately. Right, shit, right. You know I mean? um, and those uh, stone columns I was talking about is the main temple called Amun Garp. As well as the remains of a smaller Greek temple, which means that Greek peoples were living there and actively building temples. Right, yeah. they were living uh, next to yeah. the Egyptians, next to the yeah. Egyptians, and yeah. probably some uh, Asian things was going on as well. Most likely, yeah. I mean, it seemed to be the major port city of the Mediterranean. Yeah. You know, it's, it's basically it was, like where you come to barter and fucking. It's, it's Atlantis, bro. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, seriously, <laughs> it's like because uh, it started at the um, the Nile Delta as the Nile emptied out into the ocean. Yeah, that's yeah. where it's yeah, at. Exactly. You know, that's where that city was. Yeah. So anything that was collected along the Nile mm. ended up there. Which that was the fucking river of life back then. I mean, that was like the yeah, exact place in the world. So I brought up earlier that he's a mathematician and a statistician, uh, Frank uh, Gaudio, mm-hmm. as opposed yeah, yeah. to a traditional archaeologist, right? Because this is like the most boring and nerdiest way I've ever heard of somebody like conducting an archaeological mission. Right? Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> they used sophisticated scan tools to unearth the buried treasures from underneath the seabed and sediments. They also used geophysical data from satellite positioning, echo sounders, nuclear magnetic resonance magnetometers, hmm. and side scan sonar to build this incredibly complicated map of the seafloor. It's pretty awesome. It's really cool. Oceanography is what I wanted to go into. Apparently, like, he was out there for a while and was like, oh, yeah, there's definitely something here. And then he just took all these different readings from all these different things and then just sat at a computer Mm -hmm. in an office just for months, just, like, plugging stuff in. That's (laughs) nice. You always think about, like, Indiana Jones, you know what I mean? But (laughs) this time he's got a scuba tank on. Uh, But, no, he (laughs) was just plugging away at fucking Microsoft Excel. (laughs) That's that's, that's wild, bro. His his brain works at a different level. Let's just say that. Shouts out to Frank Gaudio. Right. Um, So it's believed that, like I was saying earlier, it was built during the 8th century B.C. on the banks of the Nile. And um, Hercules was there. That's why we called it that. Mm-hmm. Um, but the crazy thing is, is they don't really know what could have caused it to sink. You know, yeah. rising sea levels in that area. That's that was not enough time has passed for it to be that deep underwater. Yeah. So the best thing they have right now is that it's a combination of rising sea levels, seismic activity, and then poor foundation building, which I don't necessarily believe that last one too much because the Egyptians were pretty damn good. Pretty damn good at building some yeah. shit, building stuff, uh, you know? You know, just still um, standing. To but that, Unless it, that was their their uh, learning curve. Off. Yeah, there. right, yeah. You know, it was like, oh, well, we just lost yeah. Atlantis, guys. Yeah, so t- tighten up next time, <laughs> oh, no. bro. Like, when you build these pyramids, maybe yeah. tighten up on it. thought you guys were really <laughs> intellectual. <laughs> Engineers out here. The first people to really study the stars, and you can't build a damn yeah. island. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so no, uh, it, was, it, was, it was an earthquake, bro. And George, Plato, that Plato. doesn't look like a dipper. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, all those things combined to cause the entire city to just slide into the Mediterranean, a Mediterranean uh, about a thousand years ago. It was an earthquake, bro. Pla- I really, Plato I really wrote like, about it. I know. I really like that. Um, <laughs> How that, cool! That word that you did. 
say first though meditation yeah <laughs> i like that that sounds like some type of meditation to where like sounds like a there. redneck say <laughs> i'm about to go get my meditation on baby <laughs> <laughs> well pick me Ooh. up one of them gyros <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so what we what we did inadvertently today I've started my transcontinental meditations. Is, is meditation. <laughs> For me, it's a six-pack of Bud Light and a deer stand. That's right. It really clears the head up. A handful, a handful a of dry corn of in the morning. Oh, my God. You can't catch a bass off of corn. You ain't living. I'll tell you what. I told it's you some, one time if I knew what to tell you. Crawlers, boy. You catch some catfish now. There's <laughs> damn night crawlers. Might as well be walking backwards. At least you're getting somewhere. <laughs> fantastic. So... The Mohican, Mokin. or the Mokin, <laughs> not the last of the Mohicans. No, Mokin. <laughs> I keep saying Mohican. Yeah. Anyway, um, the Mokin people, yeah, <laughs> are the obvious uh, survivors of Atlantis. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, this place you're talking about in the Mediterranean is obviously Atlantis. Yeah. I mean, so, <laughs> just, I'm just giving hot facts out, guys. You but know the Mokin saying? don't live in Atlanta. Yeah. See, oh, that's yeah. the thing. Uh, that's the thing. The Atlanta thing. They need to know. link up. That's what I'm Imagine saying. Imagine that culture clash. You need, to get, you need to get a southern fisherman from Atlanta <laughs> to go over there. <laughs> See what I'm saying? And you can bring Atlantis back to what it used to be. But you can get, your, get the people from Atlanta, you know, because that's those are the more mortal. Those are the half of the twins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That didn't, didn't really godlike. They ended up in Atlanta. <laughs> and the godlike joints went over there to the Mokins. You feel what I'm saying? They'll have a hell of a soundtrack. Yeah. <laughs> All right, now, now we're just talking in circles. Anyway, uh, but so, so I feel like we learned some stuff and then learned a lot more stupid stuff yeah, today. Yeah, hey, it's, it's a nice little like facts fiction joint. One step forward, two steps back. Love yeah, it. Let's yeah, just keep right there. <laughs> so we're back in episode one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. This um, is the season two teaser. Gotcha. <laughs> so. Um, yeah, tell, tell us what y'all think, though. Is Atlantis really real? Are the Mokin people the survivors of Atlantis? Are the people in Atlanta <laughs> the survivors of, it, of the Mokin? <laughs> of the and, Atlantis. Um, yeah, all that good stuff. Hit us up at friendsfactspiritfiction at gmail.com. Professional. And tell me what you think. And, um, yeah, thank y'all for tuning in. Season one. Episode, no, season two, episode one. Yeah. That's it. You got it. Mm, Getting there. Um, Mm. Yeah. This was fun. I think next week we're going to cover something a little deeper. Probably going to be a series type of vibe. Um, Yeah. Anyway, thank you all for tuning in. I am Justin Hammonds, and I'm saying love, live life, because it's worth living, y'all. And I'm Drew Sheldon. And I'm saying be kind, stay informed, and make a difference. There you go. Bang, bang. Grant Bramlett here. Love kind, make difference, life, <laughs> and a third combination of y'all's sayings <laughs> that, was, that, was, that I couldn't good. think of quickly enough. You, you, you yeah. did good. You did good. Yeah. You did good, kid. A and effort. Way to scramble effort. there, buddy. <laughs> uh, I'm going to leave it at that. Yeah, oh, cool. Yeah, well, there you go. All right. Well, um, yeah, this was fun. Um, we'll be back next week. Um, yeah. Once again, Friends, Facts, and Fiction podcast. We out. Thanks for listening and stay tuned for the next episode. 
find us on Facebook and Instagram to stay up to date on everything friends, facts, and fiction. Our Instagram handle is friends underscore facts underscore fiction. As always, please reach out to us. You can send any of your questions, praise, and fact-checking to friends, period, facts, period, fiction at gmail.com. It's important to us to only propagate the truth, and we will correct any errors we may have made. This has been a production of Friends, Facts, and Fiction. Fiction, fiction, fiction.